Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications with Pastor James Dumont of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. How beautiful is the name of Jesus. We worship you. Ten thousand reasons, ten thousand miracles, ten thousand things you have begun, have done, and are continuing to do. No number can be put on it. We thank you for it. Lord, thank you. This has been a year of miracles. A year of miracles. We can't even count them already, and the year is not yet over. There's still two days left. And we're excited what you're going to do in 2019, but this is still 2018. And you still want to do miracles this morning. The Word says that the thief, which is our enemy, does not come except to do a couple things, and that is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But you know, our loving Lord has done this for us. He has come that we may have life, and that we may have it more abundantly. Church, we can have life more abundantly. The Word says that I am the Good Shepherd. This is Jesus speaking. He is the Good Shepherd. And He comes and gives life for His sheep. Church, this morning the Scripture that God gave me was in Matthew 11, verse 28. And I I sense this feeling this morning of there's a lot of pressure There's a lot of oppression trying to come on us. And you see, it cannot because of Jesus and what He has done. And I've been feeling it all morning, and I'm telling you, church, people are going to be broken free this morning from oppression, from fear. And it's going to happen this morning. And in a minute, I'm going to invite you to come up here. If that's you this morning, if you're saying, man, I feel pressure... I feel burdens that I feel like I cannot bear on my own. You need Jesus. You need to be prayed for in the name of Jesus and those burdens will flee. You see, the Word says, Come to Me, all you who are labor and are heavy laden. Heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The world has put burdens on us that are heavy. But Jesus came to release those burdens. 
His yoke is easy. His burden is light. His anointing is the only way that we can make it through each day. And so if that's you this morning, if you say, Pastor Jason, today I want someone to pray for me, I want you to come up here this morning. Just make a line up here. We're going to pray for you. Because you know what, guys? His yoke is easy. His burden is light. And He wants to do a change this morning in your life. So come on, whoever it is. It might be one person. It might be ten people. Come up this morning. I feel like the Lord is also telling us this morning that as we pray for you who are come up here, and that burden is broken, healing is going to come on your life. A physical manifestation of healing is going to come as we break the burden and the yoke of bondage and slavery on your life. God wants to do a miracle work in 2018 because it's not over yet. So those who are at your seats, just stretch your hands out to those who are up here. And we're going to pray. Pastor and Pam, if you want to start maybe on that side and come across. And honey, you want to come? He has come to give life. He has come to give life. The word of the Lord this morning is God is able. God is able to do abundantly, exceedingly more than we can ask or imagine. He is able. And in his great love, he is willing. And nothing disqualifies you. Nothing disqualifies you. You are qualified by his love. Perfect. And in our weakness, we are made strong. It is our weakness that he wants. And he wants to trade it for his strength. It's my failure that he wants. It doesn't disqualify me. It draws me to him. And he welcomes me. He welcomes you. God is able. And he's worthy. And he's willing. And he's wonderful. He's wonderful. The word of the Lord this morning is God is able. That thing that you're working so hard to do, to accomplish, to fix. It is him. It is his work. It is his work. And you are free of the burden. You are free of the burden. The weight and the heaviness. You're trying to do that which you cannot do. It is his work to do. And I just speak the name of Jesus over and over. And in my spirit, so many days, over and over, I sing, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, you silence fear over and over and over and over and over a thousand times a day because it is him. It is him. And I run to him. Run to him. Let him do his work. You are free. You are free. And God is able. Church, can we just lift our hands this morning? Together as a church. And Father, we worship you. For you are able. You are able to do all things. Through you we can do all things, but it's because of you.
that we can do all things. Father, because of you, we are strengthened. We are strengthened. Because of you, we are alive. Because of you, we are free from sin and death. Because of you, oppression cannot stay. Because of you, we are healed. Because of you, we can have the mind of Christ. Because of you, we can have the peace that passes understanding. And because of you, we can have life and life more abundantly. And we thank you for these things. We thank you for your miracle working power. We thank you for thousands upon thousands upon thousands of reasons to worship you in the coming year as miracle after miracle begins to occur in our lives. We thank you for your spirit moving in this city greater than it ever has before. And we're excited to be a part of it. Thank you for letting us be a part of it. We love you and we praise you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, turn around and greet someone. Say hello. Say, I'm glad I came to church. (laughs) Sorry. They tell me all the time, don't turn it on and off. And I have this terrible habit of turning my microphone on and off. So, sorry. It's on. Okay. Church, how are we doing this morning? Good? Very good? Well, we're doing good. I'm doing good. You know what? I Again, as, as we were praying, that heaviness, I honestly, it's, I, as we were beginning to pray, I just feeling it lifting off of people that are here, off of just this church in general. So I'm excited to hear what God is doing in your life. Uh, I had mentioned a couple weeks back, call the church and let us know things that have happened in your life, you know, miracles that are happening. It's encouraging to us as a staff as we sit around and talk about different things that we're doing. We love to hear that feedback. Uh, that comes back. Uh, you know, Pastor Doug's talked about the, uh, the awakening. Uh, it's a 21-day time of fasting uh, that does start next Sunday. So yes, January 6th is actually next Sunday. So we wanted to get that in front of you. And I would just encourage you as a church, just begin praying now, today. Ask the Lord, what does he want you to fast during these 21 days? Some people do a, a Daniel fast, which is like a lot of fruits and vegetables and like no sugar. Good luck. <laughs> I know a lot of people do that. We may, maybe we'll do that this year. But each year we try to pray and ask the Lord, what is it? Is it TV? Is it social media? Is it a food? Is it chocolate? Is it sugar? Is it, you know, I don't, whatever the Lord is telling you is what he wants you to do. And we're going to seek the Lord on, on behalf of our family. What does he want us to do? But I encourage you, that starts next Sunday. So if it's coffee, man. Next Sunday, I understand there'll be a few maybe sour faces in here. I get it. It's okay. I understand. But anyway, I just want you guys to be in prayer about that as it's coming up. Uh, Today is the last Sunday of the month, so what we do at the last Sunday of the month, we give a quick Generations update. Uh, For those who don't know what Generations is, it's our our capital campaign stewardship uh, program that we're doing that we run from November Uh, each calendar year through the following October. And I just want to bring a quick slide up to give you guys a quick update on how we're doing so far. So we are two months in uh, to our capital stewardship campaign. And so the $60,000 was pledged. We've already received just short of $13,000. And we're only two months into the campaign. So give the Lord a hand for that. Amen. And I think I said a while back that we're believing for, I believe the first number started with a two, 
and then there's several zeros after it, and it's not 20,000, <clears> okay? <throat> so church, we're believing for 200 grand as a church, because what we want to do with that is we want to pay off our debt. And you say, well, Pastor Jason, why do we want to pay off the debt? Well, number one, we are to be the lender, not the borrower. Number two is we want to reach more people for Jesus. And we want to be able to bless people abundantly. We want to bless the socks off of people. And they say, you know what? God does miraculous healings, but God does miraculous things through finances too and through the church. And we're excited about those things that are going to happen. We've had so many miracles occur in the past couple months. And the Lord has just been speaking to me. And I believe that uh, Brother Copeland had said this, and it just resonated with me, is this church is going to be a distribution center. Amen. <clears throat> okay, we don't want this stuff just so we can keep it here. We're looking to be a distribution center of cash for the Lord. So as it can cash, resources, talents, as it comes in, we are the distribution center to go out and reach people for Jesus and change people's lives. So that's why we do what we do, and that's why we wanted to bring you up on an update on that. So we're believing for big things in 2019. So, Ushers, Usher, can you get ready to serve uh, the people, wait on the people? We're going to do continue to worship the Lord with our offering. You know, the Bible says that we cannot serve both God and money. We can't do both. So if we serve God, then money has to serve us. And it has to be our tool that we can use to pay our bills, to pay our expenses, to see God's kingdom expanded on this earth. You know, Jesus taught us to pray. I've been talking a lot about this. is to see heaven on earth. And the prayer goes like this. says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His will be done on this earth. So think about heaven just for a minute. Is there sickness in heaven? Is there poverty in heaven? Is there anger and fear and oppression in heaven? No. So the prayer is to bring heaven to earth. And I love that this prayer is, guess what the very next thing Jesus says? Give us this day our daily bread. So to bring heaven on earth, God, we are actually telling him. We're commanding him based on his word to provide for us every need that we have above and beyond so that we can see his kingdom expanded. So we can see heaven on earth. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day. It doesn't say, oh, please, 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 please. I'm begging you, please give us this bread. Is that what it says? It says, give this bread. Give it to us. Lord, your word says you will provide it. Your word says you'll provide for every need. And so when we pray, we're just speaking God's word back to him. Heaven on earth, so give us this day our daily bread. So we can operate in the miraculous, so we can operate in prosperity, so we can operate in healing. Everything that we need, give us this day our daily bread. The word of God, life in every situation, in every circumstance. And so when we have it, we then can share it. And we can bring heaven to earth. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are a God of increase. That is your will that we all have every need provided for. Father, you sent your son Jesus to come to this earth to satisfy everything that we need. Our salvation, our health, our prosperity, and everything we need for life and godliness. And we submit this to you. We submit our offering, our tithe to you our generations to you, our missions giving to you, all of it, Lord. We want to be a distribution center for your kingdom. 
Lead us and guide the staff as we make decisions on how to distribute the finances that you have blessed us with. Thank you, Father, for this property, for this building that we can use on a daily basis to reach this community for Jesus. And we say that this building is paid in full in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it. We worship you for it. We love you. You are good, and we're expecting big things, provision and harvest in 2019. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, I tell you what, it's good to be in church, isn't it? Hallelujah. I would like to, um, let's just take a moment, and uh, Pastor Jason talked about how we have, God tells us to exercise the authority that he's given to us. You know, we're not commanding God to do anything. We're just taking the stewardship of what he's given us to do to have stewardship on this earth. And the Bible says that uh, God created man to have authority on this earth. And uh, so that's what God's plan is, is that we would, we would walk in that authority. Jesus said, pray as it is in heaven, so it would be on this earth. So I just want to take a moment. I want to pray for our government. How many of you know, you know, we're stewards of, uh, and we're responsible to pray for our government, pray for our president, and uh, so uh, let me just, uh, the scripture that is our uh, guide toward that is First Timothy chapter 2, beginning in verse number 1 says, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, that's really interesting that there's so many different descriptive words that are used in this passage to help frame the importance of us uh, doing this. Uh, and, and so often uh, people think that really doesn't matter. You know, we're just, hey, we're just getting out of here. You know, I'm glad the body of Christ is growing up. And, you know, because it used to be that people had a mindset, you know what, I'm just, I'm wiping my hand of anything on this earth. I'm just checking out of here, you know, so, hey. Um, But, you know, God's given to us a stewardship and authority, and uh, he, he tells us that we are to 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 use that authority while we're here on this earth. When he created man in the beginning, he said, I've created, uh, I give you dominion on this earth. And so, you know, I, you know, my mind is being renewed constantly. You know, you never end renewing your mind as long as you're on this earth and in this uh, clay vessel. Uh, but as I read this passage, it tells us that... Uh, let me just read these words, supplications, prayers, intercession, giving of thanks, be made for all men, for kings, for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in godliness and reverence. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. God says this is a good thing. That's what he wants. And thank God we have the most amazing, tremendous country in the world. Amen. We are blessed. Uh, I think I was thinking uh, as I was sitting here about our forefathers when they were trying to find consensus when when, uh, they were establishing 
the Constitution uh, and the foundation for this country, and I believe it was Benjamin Franklin, said, you know, if the Word of God says that a sparrow cannot fall to the ground, you know, without uh, God's knowledge, uh, is it not of His concern that, you know, that in what we're doing here, in, in wanting to establish a nation founded upon uh, godly principles. So, you know, our government is, I guess it's shut down right now, but, you know, but you know what, we're going to, let's just pray, praise God for, uh, for our nation, for the leaders, they'll make godly decisions, okay, not just politics, you know, people, people get, they, they don't like whoever's in political office, so they say, well, I'm not going to pray, I'm just going to criticize. Well, you're wrong, you're wrong. Okay, that's not that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says we're supposed to pray for them. That doesn't praying for them doesn't mean that we agree with everything, but it means they need divine assistance. Amen. They need to hear from heaven. Praise God. So you know to get the idea. Well, I just don't pray because I don't agree. Well, you're just carnal. <laughs> right. You know, you're just carnal. You're just, you know, you're not, you're not thinking according to God's Word. You know, we're supposed to renew our mind with the Word, aren't we? Amen? So, you know, when... I don't know why I'm getting on this here. The last Sunday of the year, you know, last... But, you know, if you just go with what you think, you know, you're just carnal. Okay? And we, God wants to take us out from our carnality. Amen. He wants us to be he wants us to be children of light. Amen. He wants us to be he wants us to to reflect his heart and and uh, and and so so that's why we pray. Praise God. So let's take a moment and let's let's do that this morning. Father, we come before you today according to your word. And Father, we are first of all, we're so grateful that we that we get to live in a nation, Father, with such a uh, with such a a, a a rich foundational history, and Father, it's prayer that has sustained this nation when it's gone through times of crisis and all the different challenges, Father. So we look to you this morning, Father, and we thank you, Father. Thank you for wisdom, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, Father. We pray for our leaders. We pray for our president, Father. We pray for our, for our military, Father. Father, we pray for our policemen and our, our protectors and those that are out there, Father, serving us and reflecting the heart of God, which is that of serving and blessing others. And so, Father, thank you. Thank you that we have such an, a privilege to live in this nation and Father, we lift it up to you today, in Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, I am just so excited uh, this morning to share with you. I want you to see my brand new Bible that my wife gave me for Christmas. I just, it's leather, <laughs> it's, you know, I just, it's got little tabs here so I can find things, and I'm really enjoying it. But um, this morning, uh, we've, we've been doing a series entitled, Let There Be Light. I want to wrap it up uh, this morning because next Sunday, Pastor Jason's going to begin 
uh, a brand new series. And uh, I just want to just uh, say just something here about the, the awakening, 21 Days of Awakening, which we do every January. You know, it's, it is an opportunity for us. You know, the Bible says to us, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. And uh, I'm going to be talking about light uh, this morning, but we need more light all the time, don't we? You know, we, we had a wonderful prayer time today, and you know, this week between uh, Christmas and New Year's, you know, a lot of times can be like in the doldrums, you know. It's like, I, you know, I don't, I've lost my identity because I'm not punching in at work, or the kids are all at home, you know, and, and um, so, you know, kind of everything is, everything is, and you kind of sort of groping through to find what's, you know, what's normal again, and, um, but um, uh, we, we are, we're going to be talking about the importance of continuing to, to, to walk in, in the light that God has given to us, because he wants to give light to our pathway, praise God, and particularly about the awakening. What that is, it's a wonderful way to start a brand new year, and, 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 and it's not just about um, fasting food, you know, it's, it's about, it's really about, you know, uh, teeing yourself up to go into this year doing, as the Word says, seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to your life. You know, what we have found is we don't seek things. Uh, God knows the things that we need, and He is such a good and gracious and more generous than our hearts can imagine. And just as the Bible says, he's able to do exceeding, abundant, above and beyond what you can think or imagine. So, you know, it's, we, we were talking about carnality. Carnality is, you know, is just living with the mindset that I've got to strive for things. No, the Bible doesn't say to do that. The Bible says to seek first God's kingdom. Make him first. Make him first, you know, put him first. And, and so, you know, part of that may, may not necessarily just be letting go of things. Some of it may be establishing some new habits as you go into the year. I just started uh, something uh, just the other day. I'm, uh, I do a, a Bible reading plan, and I've, got, I've just started that. In fact, I'm a couple of days ahead because we're not even into the new year. But, um, you know, just that would be great. You know, I mean, now, God didn't tell me to give up coffee. (laughs) And I doubt that he's going to tell me that also. (laughs) Um, But, um, you know... Let me let me let me challenge you with this. Is it better, you know, to suffer for 21 days without your coffee or to maybe start a new habit 
where you're reading your Bible every day? What would be better, going without coffee? Don't you know? No, I'm just I'm just being honest here, right? Now I'm not telling you know, but I'm just saying you know sometimes people get in this this way think oh you know I'm just going to give up this thing and God's just going to he's going to look down at me and he's just going to feel you know so compelled to do something in my life because I've suffered so long for him you know, you know I mean I went without coffee. You know, but you did, but you didn't haven't read your Bible. You know, haven't read your Bible. You know, so really, what's what's better? Is it better? Now, I'm not, I'm not. You know, if God tells you to give up coffee, you know, give up coffee. All right, but I'm I'm just thinking here. You'd be better to read your Bible if you don't read your Bible and have your coffee with it. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you know, is it, is it better to be miserable and suffering, you know, and, and just be carnal because you don't have the Word in your life? Or, so, do you understand? I'm just trying to set this thing up. This is, this is not about, you know, maybe you need to give up. Maybe you have to, maybe, maybe you need to establish some new eating habits, Right? Or, or, or exercise, you know, exercise, the Bible says bodily exercise profits a little, right? <laughs> you know, but, but there's some benefit there, right? But do you see where I'm going with this? Uh, it's, you know what, the Bible says his mercies are new every single day. His mercies are new every, every single day, praise God. And, you know, and God is good. You know, we've been singing that and talking about that. He is good. He's good and he does good. And there are, there are, things, there are times when God tells you to, you know, give up. He, God told me to sell my motorcycle. And I cried. <laughs> I did. I really did. I just like, oh, my God. You know, you, you're not really. He told me to sell my motorcycle. And I, and I sold it. And I did, you know. And I don't know why. And, uh, but, uh, you know, how many of you have God has ever talked with you about something? All right. And you know that it was heaven. Okay. How many of you have had God talk to you about something and you didn't want to do it? (laughs) Right. We all have. We all have, you know. So, so again, it's not, it's just, it's just not uh, doing something. Let's, let's not just do something. And that's what we're trying to, that's what our theme is. We call it awakening. Let's, let's become spiritually awakened. Let's become, you know, let's not, let's not just kind of fall into the new year. Let's go into the new year ready, all right? Having our, having our spirit man, uh, you know, just alive, amen, have it, have it alive, you know, let's 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 establish some some good habits. You know, regular regular church attendance is a good habit. And a lot of a lot of not here, you know, but for a lot of people, it's well, you know, if I get around to it, or you know, uh, you, your attendance is important. So at any rate, I want to in uh, the short time that I have this morning, just talk about 
uh, along with this idea of uh, awakening, the theme of light, let there be light. And uh, I encourage you to write some of these scriptures down. I've got them all on the PowerPoint up here for you. But the first, the first thing that God ever said was good was light. That's the first thing. Can you, can you go there with me to Genesis 1, 4? And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. So the first thing that, that, that we encounter that God says uh, is good was light. Now light, light in the Bible is, is not just photons of energy, okay, that allows you to see things when you go into a, a room where the light switch on. But it's also a metaphor for a lot of other truths that we find. Uh, and a metaphor is something that is speaking of something else in a symbolic kind of way. Um, I ran into a, a scripture yesterday that, uh, I love it. This is, this is, I claim this as my, as my scripture. Uh, Micah 7 and 8. Micah 7 and 8. Can you put that? Do not rejoice over me, my enemy, when I fall. I will arise. <laughs> now, I mentioned on Christmas Eve, somebody said, you know, you mentioned your incident. And uh, they said, what was your incident? Well, I was found on the side of the road dead. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm alive. Amen. I am he that was dead and I'm alive. Hallelujah. Pam was telling me about this. We were taking our grandkids back uh, the other day, and she's still telling me stuff that I'm going, really? <laughs> you know, I'm still I'm learning stuff because I was, I was in a coma for six days, and she's still telling me things that were going on, and I didn't realize I was on life support. I mean, I was in a bad place. <laughs> and... Uh, Thanks be unto God. Amen. And they, uh, they did an article on our thing that was in the Lewiston, Maine Sun Journal, Christmas Eve. But at any rate, uh, do not rejoice over me, my name, when I fall. I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. So, you know, light, light speaks of God. Light speaks of God, uh, you know, giving us illumination, allowing us to see through circumstances, seeing through, uh, you know, muddiness or cloudiness. But light also speaks of power. It speaks of power. My, I will, when I fall, I will rise. Malachi, or if you're Italian, Malachi, Malachi 4.2 uh, but to you who fear my name, now I had never noticed this before. Uh, you know, someone once said that the word of God is pregnant. It's always bringing forth new truth. You're always, how many of you have ever experienced that? You're reading the Bible, and it's like, oh, I didn't know that was in there, you know. But he says here, to those, to you who fear my, the son, it's the S-U-N, not the S-O-N, the son, that speaks of of brightness, that speaks of light. 
righteousness. The sun with righteousness comes, uh, comes brightness, comes clarity. Amen? Um, and shall arise, and I like this, with healing in his wings. And you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. Now, some of you don't want that to happen to you, but in a good way. So, so light, light speaks of the ability to see clear. Light speaks of power. Uh, Matthew 5, 14 and 15, Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. So you, you and I, as believers, we are light. Now, what does that speak? What does that speak? That means that, means that, <clears throat> that we bring brightness and we bring clarity that... Um, that, 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 that our deeds have something to say. You know, we're finding wonderful opportunities to share with people. Uh, last year, we took our grandkids between Christmas and New Year's to, uh, to the peak tubing. And we had a wonderful time. And I got to the top of the hill, and a guy was looking at me like, if looks could kill, buddy, you're a dead man. And I'm thinking, listen, I'm here. I'm a nice grandfatherly guy. I've got my four grandkids, and you're looking at me like you want to kill me. What's going on? And then I realized I had my Patriots hat on. <laughs> I mean, he was just, he was, man, he just is looking at me like you are a dead man. So, so we took the kids, again, tubing this year, and we're sitting drinking hot chocolate, and I look at the table behind us, and there's a guy sitting there by himself, and he's got a Patriots hat on. And I think, well, isn't this something, you know? Table's turned this year. So I said, nice hat. He goes, he goes you like it? I said, I like it a lot. I said, where are you from? He says, well, I'm from Maine originally. And uh, so... Turns out that he's, a, that he's a professor at Mercyhurst, and he teaches psychology there. And uh, we told him about, you know, told him about our life, and, you know, he's from Maine, and, of course, we're from Maine. And, but we had a wonderful time, and we just had time to share. And, uh, and, and you know, and, and we're just seeing more and more opportunity to let our light shine. And tell our story. To tell our story. And you know, people, I, we told them a little bit about our story. And told them, I said, well, you know, uh, just a few weeks ago, I was, I was up in the hospital in Maine. And I told him, and he began to cry. And he just, the story, it really touched his heart. But we were letting our light shine. And we told him about our church. And we said, there's an amazing pastor that's going to be coming in. And uh, I mean, if you think this guy can preach the paint off the wall, I mean, he's a good looking guy, you know. <laughs> and uh, so we're just, we're just believing that they're, they're going to come. 
But, you know, Jesus said this in Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. So light, light can be our good deeds, the good things that we do, the, sim- the simple actions we do for other people. How many of you know people are watching? They're watching all the time, everything about us. So, so again, this metaphor, light, light can be the things that we do. Why, why do you uh, treat people with kindness? You know, why, what, what is different about you? Jesus, or, or the Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.5, 5, you are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. So, again, going with... Now, you know, the Bible, the Bible uses these metaphors to bring out spiritual truth to us. I was thinking about this. I was thinking, you know... God so gently brings out these truths because, you know, uh, we're, we're sons of light. That means that we're, we're sons of God. We are not of the night nor, nor of the darkness. Darkness speaks of, of Satan and all of his works and, and all of that junk and all of that confusion that's there. And the Bible says, we're sons, we, you are sons of the day not of the night. So, so again, uh, you know, the, the Scripture doesn't just come out and tell us the reality of heaven and hell. There is heaven and there is hell. Jesus talks very plainly about it. He says, you know, he says it's a, it's a terrible place and darkness and, and, and all of that falls under that category of, of, uh, of Satan and, and his domain. 1 John 1.5, This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. In, God is light and, and in him is no darkness. And so, uh, you know, light, light speaks of of, of joy, speaks of life, speaks of peace. It, it speaks of, uh, you know, uh, the, the thing that everyone is really looking for. Amen. And they're looking many times in the wrong place. Um, in Luke 179, uh, this was a, a prophetic scripture to give to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. To give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death. How many of you know somebody that's sitting at that place right now? We all do, don't we? There are people sitting in, sitting in that place. They're sitting in darkness. They're sitting in the shadow of death. Their life is just uh, falling apart. Pastor Jason and I were talking just before the service today. And I was telling him a little bit about some of the opportunities that we've had of late and we're excited about as we, as we go into the new year. And he says, yeah, you know, and, and we've been talking about that as a staff. He says, you know, we, we spend all this time, you know, many times in our office, you know, doing church work, and, and then we come out, you know. 
And, and uh, he was talking about, you know, how they want to be more intentional about engaging, maybe doing their staff meetings at a Starbucks. Not during the fast, though. <laughs> but, uh, you know, to, to, to create these opportunities, to, to create these opportunities where, where we can be a light. People can see us smiling, having a good time. And they say, why, why, why are you guys laughing? Why do you have joy in your life? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you about Jesus, you know. And, and uh, so, to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death. Man, there's, there's a lot of people that are sitting in that place out there. And again, the Bible gives us this as a metaphor. It's helping us to understand that there are people, they're living their life and, and they're hopeless. You know, they're not, uh, you know, after Christmas and New Year's, it's like this, the bottom falls out. Yeah, it's a tough time for a lot of people because, wow, we had all these bright lights and there were some opportunities for us to get together with people and now all we got is cold weather, <laughs> right? Now, now, you know, we got to pay the bills. You know, now we got to make, you know, we got to, we got to, we got to deal with stuff as we go into another year. And, and there are many, many people. You know, I, I, I'm so grateful for the gospel message. I'm grateful for, for, for Pam. Pam is a, by nature, a, a cheery person. How many of you know that about my wife? You know, she's, but, and uh, so, so we don't have, we don't, you know, we don't have a challenge there. We know how to encourage ourselves in the Lord, amen. But there are a lot of people that that really struggle, you know, because because it's like there's nothing on the outside that you know is there that's really lifting me up. And and, and as Christians, as Christians, you know, we need to learn uh, to do as David did. The David, the Bible says of David, he he knew how to encourage himself in the Lord, right? He knew how to encourage himself in the Lord. So you know. Uh, so at any rate, the the scripture here is 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 telling us uh, that God wants us. Praise God! He wants to guide us through that time to guard our to guide our feet in the way of peace. Here's another one. John 1, 4, speaking of Jesus, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The life was the light of men. Eternal life is what you receive when you got born again. Eternal life. All of a sudden, when you received eternal life, all of a sudden, how many of you remember back the light turned on? I remember when I got born again, I remember driving back up to uh, the campus at University of Maine. I remember walking down the, corn, the concourse, and it seemed like the grass was greener, the sky was bluer, 
it just, it just, I, I think, I'm thinking, how come I didn't see all this before? How come I didn't see all, you see, that eternal life lightens your life. You, we need to, to think about, you know, we talked a little bit about this, about when we pray for people and, and we lay hands on people. We're make, there's like an, a, like an electrical connection that's, that's being made. There's an electrical, and, and there's like a transfer of power. But, you know, power does a lot of different things. Power can turn the lights on in your house. It can heat your house. It can cook your food. It, it does a whole bunch of different things. And, and one of the things about that life, what has happened is, is you've tapped into the power source. Glory, I'm going to run today. <laughs> you, you've tapped into the power source. And, and let me say this. That's why we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because, I mean, how much clearer? The Bible says, you shall receive power. Power. You see, we, we understand this. And, you know, I was thinking about this this morning. I was thinking about, you know, if you took away all your kids' electronic devices and turned off... You turned off electricity. Oh my God, goodness! Can you imagine? There'd be—I mean, there'd be, people would be like, "What do we do?" You know. I mean, some of us would go build a fire and think this is all right. This is cool, you know. But but we are a generation now that is so used to being tapped into the power. You know, last night, you know, I get a message, you know, you're going to get a download of up, update on your software, on your, on your iPhone. I mean, it's all about power input. Gotta, I got to get my Wi-Fi connection. Oh, my goodness, I can't go to that coffee shop because they don't have Wi-Fi connection. You know, I don't think there's such a thing exists anymore today, right? Every, every place you go, you've got Wi-Fi connection. You know, what, 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 what is it? We're, it's being connected, but when we get to spiritual things, you know, it's, I mean, it's just that simple. You know, God, God is life, power, amen? I mean, and he's, he doesn't fade. He never, he doesn't get weak or faint, uh, and they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their, man, I'll tell you, get plugged in. You know, I plug my phone in. You know, it's down to 48%. Man, I want it up there. I want it, you know, I want, I want the power. So it's really that simple when it comes to spiritual things. And, and the Bible talks about, you know, being, being uh, sitting in the shadow of death, being disconnected from God who is the life and the power source, and, uh, and in him is life. And that life lightens our pathway, see? And so this is why we talk about the awakening. You know, we all go through sluggish periods, right? We all go through, uh, through periods when, you know, it just seems like, you know, we're more spiritually alive than other times, you know, spiritual maturity 
means growing up and you know how to walk through those times. I'm not minimizing uh, how much how important it is that we need each other. We need to encourage each other. I'm not, I'm not saying to you today, you know, just pull yourself up. No, I'm, I'm saying we just need to be aware that we stay connected to the power source, and then sometimes we need to come in and let somebody, you know, tap in, praise God, and so we can be a help uh, to them. So, Eternal life is the pathway to life. Acts 26, oh my goodness, i got to hurry up. Acts 26, 18, here's what, uh, the apostle, here's what Jesus said to the Apostle Paul, to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan. So there it is, darkness, the power of Satan. To turn them from that, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith that is in me. So aren't you glad that we are children of light? Praise God. We can walk in the light. And, 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 here, and here's the thing. You see, we're teaching church. We want to help people to learn how to take a hold of things for themselves. How to, how to get a hold. God loves you. He cares about you. He hears your prayers, praise God. You, you can lay hands on people. You have a, a well of life on the inside of you. It, it says believers shall lay hands on the sick. And so we want to help people to learn how to flow in that power source in their life. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 6. For it is the God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness who has shown in our hearts. So he's using this, this creation uh, theme. When God said, let there be light, he said, it is good. It is that same God who has shown in our heart. He's talking about when, when, when you receive Christ to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus to give the light of the knowledge of God in the face of Jesus. So I love what we've been doing. Pastor Jason's been teaching and preaching upon Jesus. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Amen. And when you look at the life of Jesus, you know what the Father is like. You know that he's a good God. Jesus went about doing good, ministering to people, lifting people up. Um, and so let me finish this morning Go, if you would, to 2 Peter 1, 19. Can you get that? That's toward the end. I, I love this. I love this. This is a wonderful verse. It says, So we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to take heed as a light that shines in a dark place. He's talking here about this word, the word of God. And I want to encourage you as we go into a new year, if you don't have uh, any regular Bible reading habits, that you begin something, something that works for you. You know, something, it doesn't, you don't have to read 18 chapters. You know, if, if you're not doing anything at all, begin to read, you know, one chapter. Begin to have some consistent uh, reading 
plan where you're going through God's word and you're feeding your spirit. Don't let it be happenstance. Don't let it be like, well, if I get around to it. If you do not determine to build your life around the word of God, other things will fit themselves in. And, and, and God will not seem as real to you. You're gonna, you'll say, well, why does God seem real to that person? Why is it that you know, they're excited? Why is it that they, you know, they have faith? It's because you're not just fitting God in. You're building your life around him. And this is what this scripture encourages us to do. It says, you do well if you take heed as a light that shines in a dark place. You're, the word of God is, will get you through the darkness that's on this earth. It'll get you through the negativism that's around you. It will get you through you know, the challenges that you face in life. The word, and he says that you do well that you take heed until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your heart. There's two things I believe that are being spoken of there. One is we do well until Christ returns. But secondly, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. I believe that is speaking of the revelation truth that comes up to you. You're reading the word of God and all of a sudden you see something and you go, wow. I didn't see that before. Any of you ever experienced that? I didn't see that before. See, and he's saying, you keep it there because it's a light. It's a light. And as you look to it, that, that revelation truth is going to come to you. It's just like yesterday when I was reading the scripture. And God says, that's your scripture, Micah chapter 7. When I fall, I shall arise. I'm not dead. Amen. I'm not done. Praise God. And you don't wait. You don't wait until you face the, 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 the impossible situation to scramble to get truth in your heart. You do that at the quiet times. So I want to pray this morning. I want to pray for you today. And I want to ask for those of you, I know for us, and that this would be our last time together for this year. And I want to pray for you according to Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. This is a prayer for revelation truth to flow into your life. And I want to invite you to come forward if you uh, would like to do that this morning, because I want to pray this over your life. This is a prayer that the Word of God tells us that we ought to pray for ourselves, but we also ought to pray it for each other. It's Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 and 18, and here's what it, the Scripture says. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. See, he's talking here to believers. And he's saying, you know what? You, you have Christ on the inside of you. You have Christ on the inside of you. But the more intensity, the more of the intensity of that light, the, more, the better you see. And, and this is, so we can pray and believe God for the intensity of that light to be even brighter.
that we see even more clearly. And this is that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Man, God wants you to see clearer than you've ever seen before. And I want to pray that prayer for you this morning in the name of Jesus. And if you'd like to come up front, you're welcome to do that. Would you stand with me this morning? And let's believe as we pray this prayer today that it's going to be true to us, that God is going to uh, make bright paths for each and every one of us as we go into this new year, that we're going to see with greater clarity than we've ever been seen before. That, listen, that not only vision to see, but power, power to live, praise God, power to live His plan and His purpose, power to prevail throughout the coming year. Man, it's, it's, about, it's about having the intensity of that power turned up in our lives. And so, Father, this morning, in the name of Jesus, as we stand before you and we lift our hands up before you today, Father, as we lift our hands, we do it, Father, as a point of reception, a point of receiving in our lives in the name of Jesus. Father, that that intensity, the brightness, the power in the name of Jesus Father, that it flows into our lives, it touches our spirit man, it touches us, Father, in in the core, in the heart, in every dimension of our being, in Jesus' name, Father. That spirit of wisdom and revelation, Father, that revelation truth will shine brightly, will see clearer than we've ever seen before in Jesus name and father the power the power the same power that father was demonstrated when you raised Jesus from the grave hell was not able to stop it not one demon was able to hinder his resurrection father that means that Your power, your ability, Father, is greater than any opposing force or power of darkness in Jesus' name. And so, Father, we thank you right now that we are receiving it in our lives. Father, that's our heart. That's our prayer, Father. And as we ready ourselves, Father, for this awakening period, Father, that's coming up, Oh, Father, I thank you, Father. Each and every one of us, Father, will hear from heaven. Father, we'll do what you show us to do. Father, we'll hear from heaven. We'll know, Father, that this is the way. Walk ye in it, Father. And so, Father, we thank you. You give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Father, you strengthen us so that our homes... Father, our place of peace and joy. And Father, our children are the blessed of the Lord. And so, Father, we thank you for it. We believe you for it, Father. We take a hold of it now. In Jesus' amazing and precious, wonderful name. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, it's true. Say this with me. It's true unto me. According to God's word. He has made me able to receive. And I do so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give a shout to God today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You're so good to us. We worship you in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. God is so good. Is he not? We've got some uh, small group leaders that are going to be up at the front. If you'd like someone to pray with you, agree with you, uh, we invite you to come up front and they'll be here. And they will, they'll be honored to pray with you. And you'll get a download of power in your life. Praise God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Our altar is open. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast with Pastor James Dumont of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.